0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that, opinions. All are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Sensitive topics are discussed. Discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to the Court TV Podcast. I'm Vinny Politan and thanks for joining me for this special edition of the podcast. If you're a Court TV watcher, it probably will come as no surprise to you to learn that the vast majority of violent crime committed in this country is not done by complete strangers. Instead, most crime victims know their attackers, often intimately. That's what inspired the new Court TV original production called Someone They Knew, hosted by Emmy-winning journalist Tamron Hall. We premiered the show on Court TV a few weeks ago, and right now, we're going to bring you an audio version of that show For this week's podcast this episode is called too close to the Sun and it tells the story of an acclaimed Atlanta entrepreneur Lance Herndon who was found brutally bludgeoned to death in his own bed Lance lived a high-profile lifestyle making him one of the most eligible bachelors in Atlanta could one of his relationships have turned sour enough to lead to murder that's a question this episode will answer utilizing trial footage from the Court TV archives and interviews with people who were involved in the case, including Lead Prosecutor Clint Rucker, Defense Attorney Don Samuel, and the author of a book about the Lance Herndon murder, Ron Stodgehill. Have a listen.
2: I want to introduce you to Mr. Lance Herndon.
3: Lance Herndon was young, he was attractive, he was an entrepreneur. Lance had three different girlfriends at the same time. No
4: lack of suspects. They found him in his bed and
5: his skull was caved in. I I think every bone in his face was broken.
6: Lance Herndon was a 41-year-old entrepreneur and prominent figure in Atlanta. He was recognized for his business achievements in the African-American community by countless Georgia-based organizations, as well as the George H. Bush and Bill Clinton administrations. But all that success came to a tragic end when he was found bludgeoned to death in his suburban Atlanta mansion on the morning of August 8, 1996. His family, friends and neighbors were all shocked. No one could figure out who would do this to Lance Herndon and why.
3: In the mid-90s, Atlanta was the place to be. Everyone wanted to be here, specifically if you were a Black American in the South. The Olympics was happening. It was making Atlanta seem like an international city. This was a place where you felt like you could come and live your dreams.
4: I wanted to write about the new Atlanta. I wanted to write about Black people who were creating a nouveau riche, really. And so I wanted to write a cautionary tale about a Gatsby-esque figure who shows up in Atlanta and sort of pays a, a big price for sort of flying too close to the sun.
2: Lance Herndon was a very interesting person. He was a who's who in black Atlanta. He had achieved a
4: great deal of success Professionally, So Lance Hernan was cited by a couple of administrations, the Bush administration, the first Bush administration, as well as the Clinton administration for his entrepreneurship. His company Access Inc. was one of the fastest growing computer technology companies in the Southeast.
3: He was young, he was attractive, he was an entrepreneur. He had a very nice home, he had lots of cars. He lived his life to the fullest.
4: Lance Herndon was a charming, charming guy. Everybody liked Lance Herndon, you know, women, men. He was kind of a flirt. He really was the sort of guy that everyone wanted to know. So Lance Herndon kept his office in his home, and so he had workers in the home. They didn't have access to the living quarters, but they had access to the office suite. One sort of custom of his was that he would dictate directions to his employees on a tape recorder. He would do it routinely. And so on this morning, those tapes weren't there, and it set off some alarms for the staff. And so they called his mom. She came over, and she went upstairs, and that's when they heard this scream.
0: For Lance Herndon's mother, it was a horrifying discovery. Her 41-year-old son was lying bleeding in his bed. Mrs. Herndon made a frantic call to 911.
7: Emergency, somebody don't kill my baby. Okay, where's your baby? Tell me what's going on. I don't know. I came
0: in the house. He's he's 40 years old. I
4: found him in the bed. She called 911. When they arrived, they found him in his bed with his arms sort of crossed over him. And he was nude. And his skull was bludgeoned and caved in.
0: The garage door was partially open, but there was no sign of forced entry, no sign of robbery. Police said the highly respected businessman suffered blunt trauma to the head.
8: Right now, there was no weapon located at the scene. The investigators interviewed neighbors and conducted a search of the area for evidence.
2: were no signs of any forced entry to the home and on first glance there was nothing taken from the home and so at the time that he
4: was discovered by family members it was a real whodunit but it was clear that it was a crime of passion that's what they felt like whoever had done this knew him there was a picture of one of his girlfriends Kathy Collins on one of the dressers and the face of it was turned down. She was kind of in a teddy and it was an intimate photograph. It definitely raised questions about who put the picture face down, right? Why didn't they want to see that? The police had conducted interviews of many people, but fundamentally
2: there was no smoking gun and there was no arrow that really pointed to a person who was responsible.
6: With Jackie Herndon by his side this morning, Mayor Bill Campbell said he hopes offering a $12,000 reward will shake loose a lead and eventually an arrest.
5: This is a very difficult and gruesome murder for all of us.
9: Lance had three different girlfriends at the same time. And it was just a chaotic scene where Two or three women would be at the house on the same night. And I think most people would agree, it is just not possible to sustain that type of a lifestyle. At the same time, he had people that were very angry with him about business dealings. He owed money. He had recently had several confrontations about money.
8: He had financial problems. He probably had debts that nobody doesn't even know about. So there were plenty of people who might very well have wanted Lance Herndon dead. No lack of suspects.
7: As Roswell police investigate the crime, Fulton County deputies stand guard in front of the home. The Herndon family has hired more protection because at this point, they still don't have a clue about who murdered 41-year-old Lance Herndon.
3: I think that people were very surprised in the community that Lance lived in. It was relatively quiet. It was wealthy. They certainly did not see a lot of homicides. Uh, There was a sense that this Roswell
4: Police Department may have been a little over its head. When the Roswell Police
2: Department brought their case to the Fulton County District Attorney's Office for
4: assistance, there wasn't a whole lot there. Well, it wasn't really until the Georgia Bureau of Investigation kind of moved in that it just got that sense that, look, we have this now. Let the big boys handle it.
6: Police have no murder weapon, no time of death, and no motive. What they do have is a long list of possible suspects. They begin their investigation by interviewing his inner circle, which consists mainly of women with whom he's intimate.
2: In a homicide case like this, the police look at at all persons in his inner circle. And certainly, the recent divorce uh, between Janine and Lance was something that they looked at very carefully.
4: So the first suspect would naturally have been his ex-wife, Janine Herndon. She had actually was dating someone at the time. She was able to prove her whereabouts. And they quickly, quickly dismissed that.
2: Talana Carraway was an old girlfriend of Lance Herndon, who at the time of his death worked in a part-time basis uh, as a receptionist in his home office. They were generally known to be very good friends. They shared lots of um, personal details with each other.
9: She actually saw went to Lance's house that night but it was at a time that was incompatible with the time of death. So she was more or less excluded because of the timeline.
4: The third suspect probably would have been Kathy Collins. That was his kind of girlfriend, the woman that uh, he was seen with the most publicly. She had clothes at his home. They traveled together. I think he viewed her as his someone that he might develop a longer-term relationship with. Kathy Collins, who
9: we referred to as Miss Hollywood, she presented like, like some Hollywood starlet. Kathy Collins was at a restaurant near Lance's house with her niece and apparently had stayed at that restaurant for several hours on the night Lance was killed. We thought it strange that she was so near the scene and when I looked at her bill from the restaurant, it was only a few dollars.
2: Norvell Harris, as I understand it, was a, a business associate of, of Lance Herndon's who, at the time, had uh, some complaints and some disputes about financial issues between the two of them. He had made some threat,
4: allegedly, that he would get back at Lance. And then Dion Ball, who was his mistress really he was seeing her he had been seeing her for a while had been lavishing her with gifts and uh she was married
3: Baugh was a beautiful young woman um she worked at marta which is the transit system here in atlanta and she was also a student she went to georgia state university she was working lance herndon walked in one day to the marta offices and that presumably is when they saw each other. She would later learn that he was having a birthday party.
2: She had really finagled her way to get invited to his birthday party, which would have been in April of that same year, about four months, roughly, before his death. And uh, over the course of those four months, they developed a, a physical, mostly, uh, relationship. Well, he'd
7: give me money every week. He'd pay for my school fee and buy my books. He basically gave him a
5: credit card too. He quickly puts her in, um, you know, on the good life. He gives her a credit card. He gives her a Mercedes. He had a pretty strong relationship, and at some point, he, I think he, he just wasn't doing as well financially. And I don't know how many girlfriends he had. He probably had several, but he decided to cut back, and he um, basically asked her for his car back and the credit card back. What was it, fifty?
7: dude, that's not true. No, sometimes it'd be $700, sometimes it'd be $500. Sometimes. Every week. Um. Basically. (laughs) a nice guy. (laughs) Damn.
4: Um, I'm embarrassed. (laughs) That's okay. I hope this is not on camera. Her husband, Sean Nelson who lived in Jamaica did in fact find out that his wife was cheating on him. There was a moment where Sean actually called Lance on the phone and confronted him. And that became kind of something that they ginned up as evidence as well, that Sean had maybe flown in and killed him and gotten back on a flight. So
9: the police had the task of narrowing down these suspects and they eventually came to focus on Dion as the primary suspect for several reasons that are all circumstantial. But I, no. I think you probably went to his house because we have proof that he was at his house. There's no but, way but, you could. But I never,
7: I never, do I need to get an attorney?
5: The police did not have a good case against Deon Bah at all but they did manage to find a single hair from Dion on his body, another one in the bed. There was some skin under his fingernails. Now, none of that really meant a whole lot because, I mean, she was having sex with him.
9: The police had no evidence that Dion was on the scene that night. I mean, obviously there was the uh, DNA, but that's not time-specific, so the DNA uh, of a lover in the other lover's bed is not compelling evidence of when she was there.
4: You left work, went to school, went to Georgia State, till mm-hmm. so 6 o'clock,
1: mm-hmm. then went up to North Cross, mm-hmm. picked up your ex-husband or your, your husband and your daughter, mm-hmm. you gets you from the house there, mm-hmm. and then went to Hartsfield. Uh, uh,
7: yeah.
1: mm-hmm. So at 8 o'clock, you're driving back from Hartsfield, and you call Lance.
7: No, because... I didn't drive right back I didn't come right back from the airport. I stayed there wait until they got on the plane and then and then I came back.
2: Dionne Barr claimed at the time, uh, when she was interviewed by police, that she was actually at home on the night that Lance Herndon was actually murdered. But she also contended that Lance Herndon had come to her home uh, about 9.30 in the evening to bring her a laptop computer for her to use to do schoolwork. He only stayed for a few minutes, and then he left and returned to his home.
7: I've gone over in my mind so many times, I wish I'd let him stay with me. I wish I'd let him stay with me. Did he want that? Yeah, but I don't know. I, I just dropped my daughter at the airport, and I was just kind of depressed. I didn't want to be bothered with her to buddy. I just wanted to be there by myself.
5: There wasn't an eyewitness at all putting her there. There were no fingerprints. It apparently had been wiped down. I don't think they found any fingerprints. That was enough for them to be very suspicious of her. The big break in the case Was when I got a phone call
2: from a lawyer here in town. We learned some very interesting and damaging evidence. For
0: more Court TV, watch it on cable, over the air, Roku, or go to courttv.com and stream live gavel to gavel coverage. Catch up on the big moments from our current cases and relive some of Court TV's most historic trials. Court TV, your front row seat to justice.
6: With no hard evidence tying Dion Ba to the murder, detectives focused on her claim that Lance himself brought a laptop computer to her home on the evening he was killed.
9: Did you know he was coming?
6: Did I know he was coming? Yeah. Coming?
7: Yeah, because yeah, he told me that, you know, if, you, if you're going to come over here, I'll stop by there. And I said, well, I no, really we don't feel like any company. And then he said, oh, well, I'm coming anyway. And I said, well, OK, when well, you come and bring the computer then? And that's when he brought the computer. You told him to bring the
9: computer when well, you needed it for school? Mm-hmm.
7: yeah. I have a computer, but I loan it to my aunt, so I needed one in the house. And I didn't feel like going back to the office. I told him to bring the portable one. Did the computer have the, the case, the cover to it? No. Nothing? No, no. He just gave it to me just like that.
4: Lance could be really fastidious. He was a guy who never let his laptop computer leave without the bag. And so that computer was found at Dion Ball's home in a closet without the bag. So the case started to turn on when the computer left that office and wound up at her home.
5: Right now, there's about four people that,
9: that swear that he was at his house working in his office until 1030. Until 10,
7: 10, I don't know what to tell you. I know he came over there, he gave me the computer, and he gave me the credit card, and then he left.
5: They thought they had to lie with the laptop. It looked pretty strong that there was a lie. Still wasn't a lot of evidence about when he delivered the laptop, but it was something. And the forensic evidence they had, I think their biggest view on that was Lance Herndon was supposedly so meticulous with his cleanliness that he wouldn't have her skin under his fingernails unless he had had sex with her that night or that day, and he wouldn't have had one of her hairs on his body, probably not even one in the bed.
4: This was a guy who also wouldn't even eat spare ribs with uh, with his hands, you know? I mean, he ate it with a fork, right? This is a guy who showered three or four times a day. There were just certain
2: things that were present in, uh, on, and around his body that would not uh, be expected to be there when you understand he was a person who washed his hands consistently, for instance. The big break in the case was when I got a phone call from a lawyer here in town uh, who represented Sean Nelson, who was the husband of Dion Ball, That indicated to me that Sean wanted to give me some information about my case. Sean Nelson and Dion Ball were in the midst of a very contentious divorce here in Metro Atlanta. I had a chance to speak with uh, Mr. Nelson and his lawyer and Mr. Nelson's mother, who had uh, traveled here from Jamaica for the purposes of the divorce trial. And it was during that meeting that we learned some very, very, very interesting and damaging evidence against Ms. Ball.
9: Dion told the police that she had not been to Lance's house the night he was killed, but Dion's mother-in-law later told police, no, Dion told me that she was at the house. So the way the state prioritizes that is that's our break. And now we know that she was there and this contradicts everything else she's told us and therefore she must be guilty. That statement uh, from the mother-in-law is what actually got the trial going.
2: Mr. Nelson described for us an argument that he had had with Dionne Ball. And ultimately, that argument led her to say something to the effect of, if you keep messing with me, Sean, I'm
4: going to beat you upside the head the same way I did Lance. One of the elements of this story is that she could be really jealous. And there was a moment in which she'd come by And she looked through the window because Lance didn't answer the door. And Dion saw Kathy Collins in the house and Kathy had a nightgown on. And Lance, very cowardly, did not answer the door. Instead, he called the cops. But in the end, they arrested her because she didn't leave. So the next day she was supposed to go to court and Lance was supposed to go and sort of get her off to sort of say big misunderstanding da, da, da. and his calendar was always tight and there was nothing on his calendar so the thought is is that she slept with him that night he went to sleep she went downstairs and saw that Her case, which was coming up the following morning, was not on his calendar, and she was livid. The state had evidence, obviously, of a motive,
8: because it appeared that Lance was losing interest in her. The state had some evidence of DNA. They had evidence that she'd been at the house that night. So clearly, there was proximity, there was opportunity, and there was motive. And often, that's all the prosecution needs to go forward.
6: The state's case against Dion Baugh was light on evidence, and the evidence they did have was all circumstantial. For a savvy young assistant district attorney, it was the perfect challenge.
0: We're ready
2: to go, Mr. Rucker.
0: You're ready? Okay, go right
2: ahead. I have been given the responsibility of presenting to you the case of the state versus Mrs. Dion Andrea Ball. The evidence will show you that on August the 8th, Ms. Ball was very angry she confronted
4: Mr. Herndon, and she killed him. Clint Rucker had that rare combination of really great street sense and intuition with kind of a real knowledge of the law and how to blend that in extraordinary ways with very little evidence at times. One of the things that you will not hear from
2: In this case, is an eyewitness. There were no eyewitnesses to this crime. And although the investigation in this case was thorough and it was exhaustive, you will not see the murder weapon. The police were not able to recover it. It will be the inconsistent words of the defendant and the inconsistent actions of the defendant that will prove her guilt beyond a reasonable doubt this woman has been
9: laboring under these accusations under these innuendos for six years of her life and to this day the state cannot tell you a time of death for lancer they cannot tell you a murder weapon that killed lancer they have no fingerprints of my client. They have no blood evidence related to my client.
4: The defense pushed back by saying, look, Lance Herndon absolutely was a man about town. But within that, there were a lot of people that didn't like him. He had a lot of money floating around and debts that he owed. The Dionne Ball would have been the only woman who was scorned. I mean that Lance Herndon kind of had a mark on him.
9: They don't know if Lance Herndon was murdered by one of his other girlfriends, and I'll tell you in a minute, by a jealous husband of any number of women he was dating, whether he was killed by somebody that was mad at him in conjunction with his business, in conjunction with his nightclub, in conjunction with his loans, They don't know. I wanted the jury to see that there's no real reason to believe that this one lady did it, Dionne Ball, compared to the three or four other lovers and the bad business dealings. Why is it that the state is so convinced that she did it in the absence of any real direct evidence?
8: As you step on into the room there, you see the victim laying there. You can readily see that he'd been blanching very severely. The blood spatter on the wall showed that he had been struck numerous times.
5: The first blow was to the back of the head. He was sitting on the bed. That blew it by itself. If it came down hard enough, would have killed him because that's the softest part of the skull. But after that, she just battered his face at least 10, 12 times with blows that pretty much devastated it and made it, you know, very personal.
2: How did you set up the interview of Miss Ba on the 17th?
5: Um, we called her and asked her to come to the office to talk to us. Did she agree to do so? Yes, sir.
7: If I'd known, I was going to go on camera, i look better. Oh,
2: that's <laughs> okay. At that time, who were suspects? Um,
9: there were several. I mean, the people who were within his, in his life
2: ruled anybody out yet, no.
4: It seems to me that we found out, you know,
9: that he was seeing all kinds of young know, ladies. Really? Yeah, he, he had a lot uh, going on. And I was kind of curious, you know, why you would put up with that, why? I, why
7: did you
9: stay with him when he was
7: cheating uh, on you? Because I, really, I didn't know. The one time when I went, well, the one time I saw that girl in there, I never said anything to him. That one I just kind of dismissed. But the night when I got arrested, I got upset. I said, obviously there was something going on and maybe I need to terminate this relationship right here and now. And he swore to me that there, I mean, he told me so many different stories. I really don't know which one to believe, to be honest with you, even till today.
5: When they played the, the police interview with her, the court was very quiet. It was obviously in that interview, she comes across as someone who, felt very jilted by Lance, and, and very wronged by Lance.
4: Did you know that he was going to end the relationship? What relationship? With you? Did he
7: planned on it? No, I was the one who told him that I wanted out of the relationship. Well,
4: Dwayne, the other side of the coin was he was the one who wanted that, in the relationship, and take the car.
7: Who said that?
4: Well, it's there's
7: Tapes and besides people. So he was going to terminate the relationship
5: with me. I can't imagine it not having an impact on the jury at that time. Of the
2: questioned head hair, the five that you recovered from the victim's body in the medical examiner, were you able to get a match from those head hairs?
7: There were two head hairs that could have originated from Dion Baugh, three head hairs
8: that were consistent with Lance Herndon. Of course, there was evidence that linked her to the house. They were lovers. <laughs> she spent a lot of time at the house. You just have
5: two hairs and a little bit of skin among two people who were sexually involved with each other. It doesn't seem like a lot of evidence.
9: And in fact, you can't testify as to how long the pubic hairs of Miss Ball and or head hairs of Miss Ball have been there, can you?
4: No, I cannot. What complicated the DNA evidence was that Lance Herndon was Quite the playboy. And so there were a lot of women in and out of his bedroom. Now
9: were any hairs that were found that in fact actually excluded my client?
7: There were two head hairs from the tape lifts that did not match the known head hair of Dion Ball. There were also three pubic hairs from the victim's right side that
4: did not match Dion Ball. So it's all circumstantial, and Clint Rucker has one significant problem, and that is the murder weapon. During the course of the investigation,
2: uh, we discovered that the murder weapon was a crescent wrench, too much like this one.
1: This wrench, or something similar to it, is the closest thing of all, because it has characteristics that satisfy the injury patterns on his face and head.
2: The medical examiner was able to talk to the jurors and explain how even these striated toggles left marks on the face of Lance Herndon that were consistent with the wrench when we laid it down uh, against the photographs. It was really just phenomenal testimony about how Mr. Herndon was killed.
5: Clint Rucker, it looked like he himself could have put the entire case into jeopardy. It was a huge deal. Follow
0: Court TV live over the air, uninterrupted. If you're watching television with an antenna, just rescan your channels now to add Court TV. And go to CourtTV.com to see the exact channel position and more ways to watch Court TV in your area.
6: The state's case clung to two hairs of DNA and a potential murder weapon. Would it be enough to convince a jury of Dion Ba's guilt? Assistant DA Clint Rucker believed it would. But William Quinn and the defense were not going down without a fight. The
9: state has to put a dagger through her heart by showing that she killed somebody. Now, where is the evidence that she's killed someone? Where is the evidence of any bad feeling on her part for last Herndon? If they, they cannot find a murder weapon, so they buy a murder. They thought they had a case because there was a pubic hair, and they thought they had a case because there was a head hair. When the medical examiner says those hairs could have been there from sex and could have been there for days, then how could you ever convict somebody of murder on those hairs? If there's any reasonable explanation other than her guilt, it's your job. It's your job to find her not guilty.
2: For a lot of people, your verdict will bring a sense of closure. You will finally, finally bring his killer to justice. He was 41 years old at the time of his death. It's not right. And this is what this Fenton did to him.
5: It is not right. Basically, it was a, it was a weak case on the evidence. He had a strong prosecutor because the prosecutor made a very compelling closing argument.
2: Convict this defendant of each and every count in the state's bill of indictment. Do not let her escape. I didn't feel like it was a slam dunk in this case. I was anxious about it, but I certainly felt like I had done the best that I could do.
8: We you publish the
2: verdict? Yes, sir. We, the jury, found a defendant, Dion Ball, guilty of murder.
5: A dramatic win, uh, maybe you know, undercut by you know, a dramatic misstep by the prosecutor after he won his conviction. It looked like he himself could have put the entire case into jeopardy. Mr. Quinn, you made a motion for mistrial based on what the fact is. One
9: motion from this trial was that the prosecutor, uh, in the middle of the case, it was determined that he was not in good standing with the state bar.
5: Clint Rucker had neglected to pay his membership dues at the bar. It was a huge deal. Mr. Rucker,
9: you will admit, all you, that at the time we started this trial, he was not in good standing with the state bar?
2: Yes, that appears to be the case. There is law
9: uh, that says that if the prosecutor is not licensed, then the whole formality is wasted. The trial is wasted. The defendant is entitled to be tried by a member of the bar. I expect him to play by the same rule I do. And when he don't play by the rules, there's consequences. The consequence in this case is a mistrial.
5: The judge, he didn't throw the case out. I'm going to allow the jury verdict to stand, and uh, we're ready for sentencing in the case.
2: Ultimately, the law allows for the prosecution of a case, even though the administrative fees have not been paid. And so uh, we quickly, quickly rectified that. And of course, the judge ruled uh, correctly.
5: Well, the court sentences life imprisonment in the malice murder conviction
2: Iambar was sentenced to life in prison, and off she went. And the family and I, along with the community, believed that the case was closed until a very, very good lawyer was hired to handle her appeal before
8: the Supreme Court here in Georgia. We got involved in the Dion Barr case originally right after the first trial when she was in jail and we did the appeal. It was actually an evidentiary error which led to the reversal of the first conviction. But it was the use of hearsay in that a police officer was allowed to testify to what everybody told him. She was
9: parked uh, in her car. Again, yeah, this is all hearsay. But somebody She's... told him where people parked. I want to hear from the people as to where they parked, not from the police officer. I was about to have a stroke of objecting, I think I objected to that like 21 times.
8: And, this hearsay, and there's another thing I object to.
9: This was improper bolstering with hearsay, and the Supreme Court agreed with that position.
6: Dion Baugh's second trial began in October of 2003, seven years after Lance Herndon was found bludgeoned to death in his Roswell, Georgia mansion. Clint Rucker once again would lead the prosecution, but Ms. Bob had a new defense team and they were all stars.
9: I speak for Deon Bob. I, along with Don Samuel, have the privilege of representing her. She's charged with murder, felony murder, and she's charged with stealing a computer and a credit cards. You know that. To those charges, through us, she says, I didn't kill him. I didn't steal it. I'm not guilty.
4: For the second trial, Dionne Ball just came loaded up. She had a couple of fantastic lawyers in Don Samuel and Tony Axum. And she just was able to start to put together a very, very compelling case that she hoped could get her off.
9: The Lance Herndon of 41 years old had been recently divorced in January of 1996. This is his third marriage, and she will report his divorce because of infidelity. He is having a relationship with other women while he's married, and that is
2: only a tip of the iceberg. The second go round, the defense focused a lot more on the character of Mr. Herndon. They attacked his character repeatedly, trying to paint him as uh, a cad. Uh, a womanizer in that manner kind of suggesting that maybe he
8: got a little bit of what he deserved. The strategy at the second trial wasn't terribly different than the strategy at the first trial. It remained a circumstantial case. The prosecution's case did not improve over time. The prosecution was still going with motive, opportunity and, and some physical evidence that linked her to the house. Before you can return a verdict, the state has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they have proven their case, that the defendant is guilty. I will submit to you, when you consider the evidence in this case, when you consider the lack of evidence, and when you consider contradictions in the evidence, that they have not even met the preponderance standard. They have not even proved that it's more likely than not.
2: And what I want to do is I want to introduce you to Mr. Lance Herman.
8: The state's case really required the jury to forfeit the beyond a reasonable doubt standard and just say it had to be heard because we haven't seen any good alternatives.
5: I got a note just a few minutes ago and um, that says Judge Baxter, the jury is hopelessly deadlocked, signed by the four person, and I'm going to bring him out declare a mistrial, and I guess we'll uh, start over.
8: They were not gonna get a conviction. It was not gonna be a unanimous verdict. And Judge Baxter said, okay, forget it. We'll start over again. I think most defense lawyers would tell you if the client walks out of the courtroom the same door that you walk out of, it's a win. Of course, you know, the downside is you gotta start trial number three. I was prepared to go back to trial a third time until
2: the untimely death of Special Agent Sam House from the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. He was the person who processed the Lance Herndon crime scene. The testimony that he provided could only have been provided by him. And so with his death, we were automatically put in a position that led us to conclude that we would have to compromise and make some offer in the case, something that would perhaps hold her accountable with a sentence
8: that was less than a life sentence. She knew her life wasn't coming to an end, and she made, I think, a rational decision whether she's guilty or not, I'm not a judge. She said, I'm willing to accept that offer and put this behind us.
0: So I'm
7: going to accept the and sentence you uh, according
4: to the recommendation and the agreement between the parties in this case.
3: After eight years, Dionne Baugh admits to the judge for the first time that she killed her former boyfriend, prominent Roswell
6: businessman Lance Herndon.
2: Mr. Herndon's family were in agreement with us to resolve the case in this manner. Quite frankly, Jackie Herndon, Lance Herndon's mother, was emotionally worn out. She took a plea of guilty to a lesser charge of manslaughter and received a 10-year sentence.
7: I'm just glad for it. It's no closure, but at least it's ended.
3: 2011, when Dion was released from prison, I attempted to find her. I was not successful. I did manage to find one of Dion's relatives who spoke with me on the condition of anonymity. And this relative indicated that while they did not know where Dion was and had not spoken to her in quite some time, they said that they hoped that with Dion's release and her moving on that both families would be able to find some peace.
4: And when I think about this case, I think about a card that uh, Harrison Herndon, Lance's son, who was about four years old when his dad was murdered. And that was a little card that said, hey dad, I miss making donuts with you. And then I think about the crime scene photographs. No person should ever have to die like that. Whoever did this should pay. And seven years, if in fact she did it, that ain't enough for what happened in that bedroom and the way she left his skull just shattered and so many lives shattered as well.
6: Dionne Ba has maintained a low profile since her release from prison in July of 2011. She's managed to avoid the media, and as of this taping, her whereabouts are unknown. I'm Tamron Hall. Thank you for watching Someone They Knew.
1: There you have it, the premiere episode of Someone They Knew with Tamron Hall. Every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can see a new episode of Someone They Knew with Tamron Hall on Court TV, and we have some great stories lined up for this season, including an episode on the murder trial of actor Robert Blake and a deep dive into the wild story of millionaire eccentric Robert Durst. Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern only on Court TV. Thank you so much for joining us for this special edition of the Court TV podcast. I'm Vinnie Politan, and as always, don't forget to hug the kids.
0: This podcast is a production of Court TV. Go to CourtTV.com for more content, trials on demand, and to find out how to watch Court TV in your area.